I'd like to welcome all of you who are gathering with us to worship online this day. It is good as always to be together and we give thanks to God for the gifts of technology that connect all of us across time and space and place. We begin our worship together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Let us pray. O God, the strength of all who hope in you, because we are weak mortals, we accomplish nothing good without you. Help us to see and understand the things we ought to do, and give us grace and power to do them. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today comes from Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter. Moses said to the people, See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I am commanding you today, by loving the Lord your God, walking in the Lord's ways, and observing God's commandments, decrees, and ordinances, then you shall live and become numerous, And the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying the Lord, and holding fast to God. For that means life to you and length of days, so that you may live in the land that the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. The word of the Lord. Pray, er, thanks be to God. And the Holy Gospel this day comes to us from Matthew, the fifth chapter, 
Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not murder. And whoever commits murder shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister or sibling, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, You fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way to court with him, or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of unchastity, causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is God's footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So this is the last bit that we are getting from the Sermon on the Mount before next week, which is Transfiguration Sunday, and then the Sunday after that is the first Sunday of Lent. The rest of the Sermon on the Mount, though, continues through the end of chapter 7 in Matthew. At an initial read-through or listening, we may find ourselves in a place where we don't love what Jesus is telling us today, and we may find it really hard to hear. Because all of us have at some point done something that is on this list that Jesus is condemning or speaking out against. And while it may not seem like it at an initial read-through, Jesus' words today are actually life-giving to us. Have you ever done something just because you have to? Where this thing that you're doing doesn't really mean anything to you, but you know you just need to get it over and done with because it's just a part of life, and the quicker you do it, the sooner you can get back to life as you want to live it. For me, growing up, this was math. I was good enough at it, but I didn't enjoy it, but I knew that I had to do it so that I could move on to the things that I actually wanted to do. It never bothered me if my math homework wasn't perfect, so long as I would get at least a B. 
And every day I'd come home from school, do whatever math homework first so that it was over and done with, and then move on to homework from classes that I actually enjoyed. I would study just enough for math tests so that I always had at least a B or higher in the class. And when I got to college, I only took the math classes required of me, and then I never took another one ever again. I had paid my penance. I had done what was right and sufficient to get where I wanted to go for those classes and those things that I considered to be more important and more enjoyable. Even now, I'm very glad to be married to my husband, Stephen, who loves math and has a degree in statistics, and he happily and willingly does most of the things that involve math in our life. Math does not bring me joy or give me life. It is simply a box that needs to be checked from time to time. And this kind of attitude that I exhibited and still, quite frankly, have towards math um, is, is this, it's this kind of attitude that Jesus is speaking to. Not about math, but instead he is speaking about having that kind of attitude towards the law or to the Torah. The law was given to the Israelites by God through Moses, and in its intention was for it to be life-giving. It was intended to be a part of creating a community that showed mutual love and care and respect for each other. It was intended to help the Israelites, and us still today, live out with each other the kind of love and relationship that God has with God's people, that God has with us. But for some in the crowds that Jesus was speaking to, and even to us today, that law had become a list of things that they had to do. It did not bring them joy or give life to their relationships, became a checklist that didn't change how they felt in their hearts towards the people in their lives. It had become something that you needed to say that you had done, and then you could move on and feel good about yourself. But you didn't actually have to change. You had put on the performance, you got through it, and then you could go right back to living life angry and disconnected from your neighbors and those around you. So Jesus's intensification of the law is not meant to be taken literally. We don't need to actually gouge out our eyes or cut off our hands, but, was, but he said it the way that he did so to awaken to his listeners then and to us now the reality that how we treat and view each other matters. This isn't some checklist that we have to do and then we can continue to see those that we disagree with or don't like as those other people over there and not be in genuine community and relationship with each other and not show genuine love and care and respect for each other. And we trust and hope that the Holy Spirit works in us to change our hearts so that we can see others as God sees them in Jesus, so that we can see others as God sees us in Jesus. These words from Jesus today, as intense as they are, are life-giving. They are meant to free us from ourselves, to free us from our desire to go back to ignoring and disliking and holding a grudge against someone, and to free others to do the same to us. 
They are meant to free us and all people from cycles of retribution and revenge. How different would the world be if we could live out our life together in this way? And even though this text is meant to be and is life-giving, it is still hard. And this is why we begin our worship services with a confession and forgiveness, so that before we do anything else, we can be reconciled to God and to one another. Because we need to hear again and again the promise of hope that Jesus will not abandon us, that the promises of new life found in his life, death, and resurrection will not be taken away from us. We need to be reminded again and again that in the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us. Jesus Christ was given to die for you. And for his sake, God forgives us. God forgives you all of our sins, all of your sins. May you find new life again and again in these promises that Jesus lived, died, and rose for you and the whole world and brings us all ever closer to him. Amen. We will sing together now the hymn, Oh, that the Lord would guide my ways.
together in trust and hope, let us confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures, and and he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Gathered together into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. May Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. And we go in peace to share the good news. Thanks be to God.